I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Shredder. That's right. Your emails are going to be read out right now by me, Marcus Speller, and him, Luke Moore. If I fancy it. And him, Jim Campbell. I'm in. And him, Pete Donaldson. I'll get you turtles. Well, 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 shredder time. Um, it just any, pops up. Can anyone do a Krang impression? Krang? Yeah, the main bad oh, guy in Turtles. Yeah, when he goes, shredder! Apparently <laughs> <laughs> you can. That's how we should name it. I don't remember Krang. Oh, get you turtles. Yeah, that was uh, Krang was a little brain yeah. in, a, in a torso. Yeah. yeah, It had like a... Was he it just, a robot a or an organic uh, thing? He wasn't no. on, on the proper feature films, though, was he? Oh, probably uh, not, no. no. Probably not. No, no, shredder was the big buddy there. What about Krang? Shredder was like that. And Bebop and Rocksteady. That's Krang. They were like, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady were like, oh, um, yeah. kind of crazy, kind of. Yeah, yeah. They were, one B-52. was a rhino, one was like a bison thing. Yes, Warthog, that's right. maybe. Yeah, Warthog. It was Casey Jones, their mate, who had a hockey mask on. April O'Neil. Yeah. You better hurry up, there's no time to waste. We need heroes like the Lone Ranger. And the Lone Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> we didn't say they'd be there in half, half an, an hour, hour they because they displayed, displayed total power. power. RTLE power. A one hit wonder from, um, from the excellent Partners in Crime. Yeah. Mm. With a K. K R Y M E. Vanilla Rice also did a turtle song, which presumably is. Yeah, Ninja Turtles 2. Go yeah. Ninja Go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his oh. other one hit wonder was the definitive one, though. So <laughs> You can't have another one, Vanilla Rice. No, you're not having it. True enough. Um, Who's doing the first email then? I like the fact that Casey Jones uh, used a cricket bat. It was a, it it was was a, a hockey stick. I thought it was no, a hockey he stick. used a cricket bat. What? Did he? And he, uh, he did and use, he a, hockey stick, use a hockey stick, but he whipped out a cricket a bat and then, he, and, then he, and he hit one of the... You I know why that is? Because he had a bucket on his back full of different weapons. Exactly. Marcus is yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he pulled out the cricket bat and he, and he hit uh, Donatello with it and, and won their little uh, duel. And then he went, oh, six runs. And I thought it was lovely to have that. Uh, yeah. I, I love that that is what you take from the, 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 the Turtles. No, it's great. Maybe the there was King like, of Surrey thing. The maybe Turtles respect this, cricket. Maybe there was some sort of like um, English like script consultant. It's got a <laughs> cricket line. It's nice, isn't it's it? It's something a little bit I enjoy it as well, Marcus. I'm on your team. Exactly. So these are the emails that aren't good enough to be in the main show. No, they are. the listeners we value less. We just... <laughs> we just had a few more emails than usual this week, so we thought, let's read them out. Hey, on the show on Monday, I asked you the question. You said the clues in the name. They might not have listened. True, they won't remember. <laughs> Peter, you've got the first email. I've got the Fire first email. Away. And it's a hot potato topic. Brian Wallach. Hello, Brian Wallach from, Good name. from Norwalk, Connecticut in the US. Uh, I've been listening to the discussion about VAR and worry about something I haven't heard you discuss yet. In the US, broadcasters have started airing short video ads, often picture in picture, the little kind of um, screens you get at the bottom right-hand corner, left-hand corner, during 
breaks between NFL players while coverage continues in the background. Networks often show full commercials during a video review. Six-second ads are being implemented this season for MLS, presumably during play. Is there any concern during these uh, one-to-minute VAR breaks? English broadcasters will show in-game or full ads. Continuous play is one of the reasons I love the English game, and I'd hate to see ads break that flow. We've talked about this in the WhatsApp group, Luke. Yeah, um... Good question, I think. And I w- do you want a serious answer or a fun answer? Serious first. Okay, the let's seri- get that out of the way. The serious yeah. answer is I don't believe it's possible in the current terms of the deal till 1920, 2019, 2020. Mm. But I guess it's possible that they could put it in I after think that. as soon as that lifts. Yeah. Yeah. If VAR is under the table in the Premier League, guaranteed that will happen. Yeah. But, but having is... said that, you, you fine, it may get rolled out, but it may be so unpopular that it'll be stopped the same way Prem Plus was, for example, when people had to pay for individual games on top of their subscription, mm. and that was canned very, very quickly because people didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, but also I think the games that they were offering were slightly underwhelming well, at times as but well. But it's still not a sustainable business model, so they canned it, but so you... possible. <laughs> but... but the funny answer is, yes, it is happening, <laughs> and every advert is going to be that Hamlet advert with the free kick <laughs> with the goalkeeper smoking the cigar. <laughs> so it's, it's not all bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a classic advert. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you know if VAR is uh, is in place, but like when that happens, that's long enough for us to be used to the idea, and they could absolutely sneak ads in there. Massively, I mean, I'd, I'd probably be up for them at that point. If you VAR see... annoys me that much, yeah. If you if you see sort of highlights from from South America on like Footy Tube and things like that, um, sometimes uh, when the commentator is doing the goal thing, that itself is sponsored. Oh, right, that, okay, that's how much it's got into, right. into replays the... have been sponsored ah. before I think absolutely mm. so th- there is precedent for this around the world and do you remember this is slightly different um, but when we went to see her to Berlin played a player went down injured and, um, and I shouted and by batteries you did shout by batteries but that was you were shouting that a lot that weekend I don't know why um, but, uh, an advert for a local pharmacy came up on the screen oh that's do you nice remember? oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've, got, you've got to make sure it's not a serious injury <laughs> to judge that one right <laughs> leg but, splints yeah by Stevens Legspins. I think though I, I'm not sure about NFL because I don't know much about the sport. But during the breaks between plays, are they set periods of time, or they, or they do they average? Well, it depends. Out? I mean, mm. it depends because um, the reviews are different and the plays are different, and it might be because I mean, what Brian's talking about there is slightly different to football because you get things like they'll flip to an advert straight away if a coach calls a timeout, for example. Because that's different. It's a defined yes. thing. Mm. But the video review could take. I mean, there was one famously. And I'm, I'm sort of going off piece here because I'm not an NFL expert either. But there's there was a, a, a big controversial VAR call um, video review in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and it was about a completed catch for the Carolina Panthers, and it took absolutely ages. Mm. And as far as I remember, they did go to Asden as well. I think they're very flexible. I think they can be versatile in the different lengths of Asden. Oh, oh, they've oh, got. Not- and, and because so much of that sport is um, run sort of hand in glove with TV networks. Mm. I think they're in constant communication yeah. about it. Also, as well, I mean, we do already have it with EA Sport. They have visual sponsorship of, yeah, of, of I, the Premier I, I, League. I think, you, you don't notice it. You know, you I go think what we're talking it. about here is something that really draws the eye. I think we're talking about, you know, full adverts, screen in screen sort mm. of thing. And and there's, there's clearly um, an appetite for that kind of thing to, to be extended. And I think that will probably happen eventually. Um, well, and as I said, I think on the WhatsApp group, I think it's a situation where you'd um, where pundits will sort of slag it off and sort of get very upset about it, and then um, and well, they'll get used to it, and also they, they don't want to slag off the broadcasters too much because they pay the pennies mm. they, for the houses. There we mortgages. go. All right, all the pennies. Thank um, you, Brian. Thank you very much, Brian. We've got another email here. Jim, have a dip in the bag. I oh, will have a dip in the bag. There we go. Um, hello, Ramble. Following cries out for more news of the lower leagues, I wanted to bring up some recent developments from League Two. This week saw Steve Evans, whose arteries must be the hardest working system in football, careful, (laughs) 
resign as Mansfield manager to join Peterborough, which in turn led to David Flitcroft leaving my club, Swindon Town, to take the vacant Stags post. With 11 games of the season to go and Mansfield a colossal three points and two places higher than Swindon in the playoff positions. To explain his actions, Flitcroft said he... He really felt the warmth from the Mansfield fans during Swindon's 1-0 away win <laughs> earlier in the season, which the drew him to the club. I want to take the opportunity to call, and this is in capitals, monumental bullshit on Davy's warm and fuzzy feelings being behind the switch, with the reality being that he is simply a big, greedy turnip. Unless, of course, he has the wrong definition of the word warmth, perhaps declaring to Mrs. Flitcroft, you'll never guess how much warmth Mansfield are prepared to give us. Stacks of it will be rolling in warmth. <laughs> it's left to ex-prem and Pompey legend Matty Taylor to step in as temporary player manager at Swindon and produce some spectacular results, which will likely be from inside his own technical area. Let him shoot from there, he'll probably score. Mm. All the best. Josh, currently in Melbourne, where it's actually warm. P.S. I realise not many people will know who David Flitcroft is, in which case just go to any pub in the UK and look for the bloke stood nearest the dartboard. That'll do. Josh sort of um, contradicts himself here because in his P.S. he makes like, a David Flitcroft a pub bore and not very good, but actually, if he wasn't very good, you wouldn't be annoyed that he was leaving in the first place. <laughs> yeah. well, you, that's an annoying reason for anyone to leave, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. I warmth, mean, look, for, warmth, for, for, fake warmth. For any manager, to, <laughs> fine. But I, I, all I'm arguing is that, that those sort of, um, that sort of like ridiculous chat around it is a little bit of a sideshow, given that the point that, that he's so angry is because he's gone to a team or a direct rival. Well, I'd say, Josh, maybe if your lot showed him a bit more warmth, he might have stayed. Exactly. <laughs> but the, Very but cold down Swindon. Mansfield's much behind yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I think the, the good thing about this is that we have another player manager in the form of Matty Taylor. Yeah. That's Swindon. It's always encouraged stepping in the. The uh, suede boots of Glenn Hoddle, of course. Who a, rich, a rich tradition <laughs> <laughs> down, at, down at the county ground. Nick Jarvis as well. From, Nick, from Striker. Yeah, the uh, the old son Did, did Rude Hullet do it for a bit? I think he did. Yeah. 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 At Chelsea. Yeah, he did. Yeah, not at Swindon less. Town, though. No, yeah. And not Chelsea nowadays. <laughs> you don't see it as much now, sadly. Yeah. You do see it more down, down, down the lower leagues. Um, always very difficult when that happens. I mean, I, I remember Harry Redknapp leaving Portsmouth to go to Southampton. Yeah. That wasn't exactly a golden era for Portsmouth, so I do feel your pain. <laughs> but on the other hand, come on, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Josh. Uh, Luke, what have you got? Um, I've got an email here from Sean, who says, Hello, lads, love the show. Um, upon hearing about Pete's new show, Wrestle Me, and being a big wrestling fan myself, I was wondering what you chaps would make to uh, make of in- integrating some wrestling culture into football. The road to WrestleMania is the time of year, just after the Royal Rumble, that leads to the biggest show of the year. At the start of the road, a sign is erected that wrestlers point to vigorously throughout the show, indicating their desire and intention to perform at the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. So it's up in the, so it's up in the, like, the bleachers, just yeah. a big sign saying WrestleMania, and all wrestlers point to it, so going, I'm going to WrestleMania. So, 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 Sean thinks, so do only the best wrestlers get picked for WrestleMania though, or something? Mm. Is that what it is? I guess so, yeah. yeah so my, Sean says, my thinking is we should have a cup final sign that managers and players alike are encouraged to point to before, during, mm. and after the games leading up to the final. What do you think? No, I, I think that's poor. I think it's mental. <laughs> no. Why? Pete and Jim probably got different opinions because no, I, I think, love wrestling. I, I think he, he, I like his thinking, but he's used the wrong example. I think it should be... Um, an England badge and certain individual players going, I'm going to the World Cup. Now you're talking. <laughs> That'd be much better. <laughs> no, big pile of money. Big yeah. pile of money. Yeah. Well, I like the idea. I'm is, going to China. Marcus, <laughs> you, have a, you, have a big, um, you have a big sort of um, sign of the three lions crest yeah. somewhere in the stand, mm-hmm. okay? And it can light up, <laughs> yep. right? So if a defender does an amazing like, it, tackle now, or clears now off the line. Now you're talking. Bing, yeah. Now no, you're one talking. of the line goes, Rawr. Oh, yeah. you know what? No, <laughs> yeah. When the England manager's in the in attendance, he's got a button he can press to light that. Like, oh, oh, if, someone, oh, if someone does something he likes, say Jordan Pickford at the weekend made a really good save, Gareth yep. Southgate could go, yep. But if he, for when, example, 
actually hesitated on a goal. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a negative equivalent. Yeah, so I think so. I like, I'm all for that. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> That's something we can really You're having that, for. Donny, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. And so maybe you could have the crest of all the different nationalities around, yeah. around the stadium, mm-hmm. and you could, for different nationality players doing different things, it'll go up or down. But then, I'm of course, if it. Southgate presses the button and uh, it's uh, Scott McTominay, people go, no, nah. yeah. he's uh, declared for Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> they both light up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With and a then, question mark. And suddenly, <laughs> and suddenly the Scotland badge appears. Oh my goodness, McLeish is in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that. He comes around down the, around down the side of the pitch, <laughs> really angry, rips his shirt off. <laughs> all, during, all during VAR. <laughs> yeah. I'd like the idea of, um, of McTominay sticking one in the top corner. Mm. Southgate rapidly pressing his button and then McLeish running on the pitch grabbing Matomo <laughs> dragging him off <laughs> and the referee getting really distracted like they always do in wrestling and then oh. a crocodile runs off with some sausages yeah <laughs> <laughs> wonderful go. I hope that answers your question Sean yes yeah you exactly. won't hear that on Football Weekly no certainly not certainly well you probably not. will because they rip off our jokes but <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm just joking the, the difference is the Football Weekly fans get very upset if they do any whimsy I know stop telling us about your life oh, fuck get, off what do you mean you got stuck on the free we don't care <laughs> <laughs> what formation was it? <laughs> um, right, Spelzy, you're up. I'm going to read an email though, but we're going to go for a break first. Oh, good idea. Something for us all to look forward to in just a minute. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All 
you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Who could they be? I know. Who could they have been? Well, well, let's have a break and reminisce about a fight. No, one, no wonder Jermaine Genus didn't make it as a top footballer. That was going on. <laughs> How is he expected to operate under these conditions? <laughs> oh, poor old JJ. This is no. Fun. It's got the Premier Jigsaw game based game in the, yeah. in, in football. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, and 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 Jermaine Genus's Shredder show is particularly good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got this new idea for a show about. Uh, it's called it's called the Football Waste Paper Bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jermaine, where do you get these ideas from? <laughs> <laughs> this is an email from Alex Baker. All right, Alex. Alex. Yeah. <clears throat> and Alex says, I'm an opera singer. Ooh. All right, mate. Oh. Sing something for I'm us. A, I'm what? a podcast presenter. What are you going to do sing, about it? Sing, sing opera. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Isn't it just? Yeah. A few years ago, I was singing in the Pirates of Penzance at English National Opera. A classic. Mm. Mm. I know you're a fan, Spelzy. An, an enormous fan <laughs> yeah. of anything English. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, while sitting in my dressing room waiting for my call to the stage I received a text on the opera singers football team group chat I love being backstage Mm. they were called Barocca Juniors that's good nice come on I mean you put the word Barocca in there for little or no reason for the pun yeah Yeah, I I understand understand the football reference yeah I've put Barocca in there you're hungover, probably. Yeah. They're all oh, hungover all the time. They're oh, lads, yeah, mate. I've got it now. Hashtag I? opera lads. Yeah. I just needed a bit more information. Are yeah. you going to apologise to me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Apologise to Marcus, but not Barocca, because it does nothing. Yes. <laughs> it's a lie. Oh, Barack Obama. Um, <laughs> just names now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, it was the, 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 on the, uh, the the text, it was a picture of Stuart Pearce. And uh, the, the, apparently he was in the bar for the patrons in the amphitheatre level, i.e. the cheaper seats he's put in brackets. Ooh. Now, uh, when asked why Psycho was attending this performance, apparently Stuart Pearce replied, just doing what anyone else would do on a fucking Saturday night, all right? All right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Unnecessarily uh, aggressive for yeah. the opera. Yeah. While I assume his Saturdays at the time weren't exactly busy, post the famous Morstradamus prediction, I think it's fair to say he lived up to his reputation despite being in an environment which isn't what you'd expect. Mm. You're going to buy one of those little uh, oh, opera do, binoculars? I Fuck d- off. I do think Pierce is, is perfectly <laughs> entitled to go and watch whatever he wants to go and watch, yeah. Yeah. but I think that's not an appropriate response. <laughs> no, I agree. Why is he so pumped? He's just too pumped up for opera. That's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Pumped yeah. up. Petey, have another dip in the bag. Uh, Robbie Smart, uh, we've had a lot of uh, footballs at weddings, so we've got a few of these stories. Thought I had to get involved in the discussion of footballs at weddings with this unusual story. My uncle is a comedian, went to Paul Martin's wedding years ago. After the ceremony, Paul invited anyone who wanted to to go outside and take penalties against England legend David Seaman. So I was confused by this. So, yeah. So is this Paul Merton or is he misspelt Paul Merson? Oh, you know what? But he says comedian. No, because is Paul Merton not an Arsenal fan? No, no, no. Fan? He said my uncle is a comedian. Exactly. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, knows yeah, Paul yeah. It's Paul Merton. Yeah, it's Paul Merton. But, but yeah. the Paul Merton-David Seaman connection is a red, is a red herring there. Too, too rich, yeah. Okay, fine. Too rich. Um, so, yeah, apparently David Seaman was getting uh, penalties taken at him. I remember being told this story by my uncle, who opened with David Seaman isn't that great. I've even scored a penalty against him. Since then, I've never rated Seaman the same. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, Robbie well, Smart. So, it Robbie, was... Robbie, 
out of order. Was like. David Seaman invited to the wedding and then told to get his gloves just on? Just the corporate gig, yeah. Or just, oh, he just turned up and kind yeah. of... What are you doing here, David Seaman? I'm just doing what any, anyone else is doing on a Saturday fucking night. <laughs> Take a penalty against me. So he also doesn't say how long ago the wedding was. Right. And I think it would be particularly unfair to judge David Seaman on that performance, given that he's a man now in his 50s. Yeah, I've <laughs> taken a penalty against a well into his 50s Peter Shilton at the BT Tower once. Didn't and he I, save it? And he saved it, yeah. <laughs> Peter Shilton. P- Peter Five Shilton, side goals, though, yeah, so fuck him. Peter Shilton was playing at the top level into his 40s. Like. <laughs> that's fair. Well, you could argue he was playing at the top level then, because it was up the tower. <laughs> no, that's level. the thing, it wasn't. He was at the bottom of the tower, and the actual gig was at the top, so I don't know what he was doing at the bottom of the tower. So he was at the Maybe they weren't insured for a football going through the window so he, of the BT Tower. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, well, with you... Uh, I know, with me taking a penalty. So he was at the bottom of the tower, and you were at the top yeah. of the tower, and you shot all the way down, and he still didn't get it past <laughs> Like David Bentley. Yeah. Yeah. Get in that skip. Try and beat Peter Shilton, who's protecting that skip down there. <laughs> Peter Shilton follows me on Twitter. Mm. Oh, there we that's go. getting clipped. And it that's is him. getting clipped, <laughs> mate. Yeah. You idiot. It is, him. it is really him. It is really him. Pete, if you clip that, that would even be in the top 500 things of embarrassing clips you've done of my voice. No, it's a, that's, that would be one of my favourites, I think. Pete, it's enjoyable. Clip it. I'm not shagging every night, me. Oh, uh, nowhere near that, that, was another, that was another one. We all remember that one. Yeah. Jim, you look like you've got your hand on an email. I do, I've been rustling in the bag again. Um, so, um, Bearing in mind, let's not mention the player whose sister it was. Okay. That <laughs> that's makes it sound more salacious than it is. Just say, another footballer's uh, sister's wedding. Yeah? Okay. The first one. All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, no intro to this one. I used to work in a bar in Hampshire which had a lot of weddings throughout the year, therefore bringing me close to footballers regularly. Some stories which I chose not to forget include... Tommy Forecast, former Southampton and Tottenham goalkeeper. He turned up to the weddings of a footballer's sister in a drunken state, dared me to challenge drinking Jaeger bombs until one of us was, was sick, then left an hour later with two beautiful women. That's how I think footballers deal with every wedding situation. Yeah. It's not um, going well, I'm leaving with two beautiful women. I think that's exactly <laughs> the sort of attitude that saw Tommy Forecast go from a prospect at Tottenham Hotspur to finishing his career aged 26 at Dartford. Did he have a nice time, Luke? Hope so. Hope <laughs> he did. Did he leave his last training session with two beautiful women? Uh, this isn't going well, possibly. It. I retire. <laughs> so then we've got Jason Dodd, paralytic by 9pm, found him being sick in the toilet whilst insisting on getting a round in. Again, fine. Sticking to, at least he's sticking to his, getting, keeping his yeah. honour intact there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's classic wedding behaviour, really. Wayne Bridge, really nice guy, however severely lacking in any personality. The temptation to ask about John Terry was at an all-time high. He ended up being sick whilst it was still daylight. <laughs> Impressive. Now, could stra- have been summer. Yeah. Could have been. Strap in, lads. Could have been in Iceland. Could have been two a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's literally said he worked in a bar in Hampshire, <laughs> Hampshire, Iceland. <laughs> However, <laughs> my favourite has to be Kevin Keegan. Yes! I just started listening to the Ramble in 2012, therefore Keegle's jokes were at a premium. The great man walked in, no bucket attached to his foot. He went straight to the bar and ordered the bride's family a round of drinks, showing his generosity. Later in the night, he was busting a move to some ABBA and was infatuated with a grease medley. Let's just say he would not be a contender for Strictly. Much love and go fuck yourselves. Sean Williams, not Sean Williamson from EastEnders, or Sean Williams Scott. Oh, Sean's emailed before. Yeah, good to get a Keegan uh, mention. In oh, there. Oh, I wonder always. how that night ended because there will have been a calamity. <laughs> it's just that he wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> I've got a uh, Keegan-related one here as well. Mm, okay. This one is for uh, um, Julian. He says, "Hi guys, Julian here, long time listener, first time emailer. I was reading this weekend about the German elections, and I stumbled upon a social dra- um, social democratic politician, sorry, by the name of Kevin Kuhnert." 
who is opposing the creation of the coalition with Angela Merkel's party. After doing a little research, I discovered much to my delight that Kevin Kuhnert is named after the one and only Kevin Keegan, who his mother adored. I just thought I'd make you aware of some more Keegan fun. Thanks, Julian. Great. The Keegan Missy. He could be in in charge of Germany. He could be the German Chancellor, for crying out loud. And um, uh, Keegan is is, is obviously someone who inspired a lot of dreams both here and in Germany because, of Mm. course, he played for Hamburg for a while. Yes, Mm. exactly. There we go. His his, his tentacles reach far and wide. (laughs) (laughs) Knock over buckets in every mainland European country. Have we got time for a couple more? I think we do. I'll have a a dip in the bag. Um, Hello, Ramblers. This is from Dennis, who um, put his name in block capitals. I like that. Um, you were recently surprised that a top Argentinian club had to use services of a celebrity warlock. Oh, I remember that. But yeah. they, didn't, they didn't have to, of course. They just chose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a missive from the league. Let's make that very clear. Well, he says, how about a warlock employed as an official member of the European national team fighting for World Cup qualification? What? Enter Belarus. Step, stepping the warlock up another notch. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> and this was their efforts to qualify for World Cup 2002. Now, they didn't have a bad side around there because they qualified for Euro 2004, if, I'm, if, if my memory serves me well. Did they have Alexander Kleb playing for them there? I would have thought so. And perhaps his brother too. Ooh. Um, Harry Kleb, I assume. Mm. Um, the team was managed by Eduard Malafayev, who is quite a peculiar character himself. He says his inve- he said he invented his own brand of football, which he calls sincere football. What's <laughs> <laughs> that even mean? That's excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is also famous for turning his pre-match speeches into stage plays and poetry recitals, as well as for his never-ending quest to find traitors in his own teams. <laughs> this guy sounds great. He yeah. sounds balanced. It's like twenty-four. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Well, he hired. Um, uh, sorry. Uh, at some point in time, uh, Malafayev's daughter was treated by a name called Victor Sakovako, and he preferred to be called God's servant Elijah. <laughs> so he will be re- called Elijah for the rest of this email. You see conspiracies theories everywhere. Well, do you know who actually scored the winner against us? It was our own left back all along. No, it wasn't. It was <laughs> striker. I saw it. Uh, I looked at the replay, mate. Yeah, Victor Sakovko is his name, God's uh, servant Elijah. He's quite mythical and almost Rasputin-like figure. He was hired as a physician and massage therapist for the Belarus side as uh, advice on the coach of Malifaev. He was often seen wandering around the pitch whispering and taking Christ poses um, behind the home dugout. According to the man himself, his strength was in his massive beard and for best results you'd have to bury the hairs in the pitch. That's amazing. (laughs) He also claims he sold some of the hairs, 150 US dollars per hair, to the eventual World Cup winners of Brazil, obviously in 2002. That is Pele-esque, isn't it? I mean, at least Pele had the good grace to Turn it into diamonds first. Indeed, yeah. Well, that being said, it was the most successful qualification campaign for Belarus in terms of the World Cup, of course, as they were real contenders almost until the final stages, where Andrei Shevchenko's magic proved to be the most powerful and his brace stopped Belarus's dreams of playing in the World Cup. Um, Elijah was soon dismissed, while coach Malafayev accused two of his best players for intentionally throwing the game and demanded repentance from them. Uh, several years after that fateful campaign, Elijah reappeared as a private numerology expert who cured diseases by multiplying numbers. While Malafayev <laughs> Five briefly coached, of course, the magnificent Gorgi boys in caretaker capacity. Yeah, 2006. Done their yeah. Due diligence there. My giddy ass. Wow. <laughs> what, what a way to end the show. <laughs> how has this guy gone under the radar so far? That's incredible. The, I've seen the pictures. They're incredible. There's shots of him just being mystical and, and warlock-like, and then there's just ones with him, uh, with the manager on the touchline, just hanging out. Love that. Having a lovely time. He's, he also managed the Soviet Union for a bit, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Malafaev, not the... Uh, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. God's yeah. servant, Elijah. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Well, Malafaya was the coach at Hearts. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. managed in loads of different places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, incredible. I'd love to know what sincere football is. Yeah, I think yeah. we need to drill down on committed, that. Committed, maybe. No, I think yeah. what it is is when you when you make a, a foul or uh, you tackle someone, but it's actually found the ref doesn't see it. You instantly admit it. I think it's a, it's all about the honesty of the group. I think <laughs> Brendan mm. Rodgers likes a bit of sincere football. Yeah, it, it won't be long before he starts calling it sincere football. <laughs> yeah. Brent, Brendan linked himself beautifully to the Arsenal job uh, yesterday. Yeah, Did you see that? I missed that. What it was fantastic. Say? I'll try and find the quote now. Hang on a second. You have to fill for a second. I'll, I'll, I mean, would Brendan Rodgers be a good fit for us? No, with his envelope. No, he, he would not be. There's a, good a great station behind the Emirates. I used to go there quite a lot to buy fancy um, rollerball pens. I think he can probably order his, his stationery online, can't he, Brendan? Needs a lot know. of it. Um, <laughs> the headline that anyone doing the job we do wants to see. Brendan Rogers breaks silence on Arsenal Link. That's exactly what no, I want to see straight away. And he said, um, uh, Arsenal was a great club with a great manager. People will look at it and see that I went to Liverpool. They were struggling for five seasons for Champions League football <laughs> and I was able to get them back. When I came to Celtic, they hadn't been in the Champions League for three seasons and I got them back. So maybe people are thinking, okay, okay. <laughs> Arsenal have been out of the Champions League and that is maybe the equation for someone like myself yeah. oh, there we go Brendan <laughs> people like, are thinking people are not thinking that I like, you are I like, now are I like, they not the thing he thinks people have taken from those two ideas is uh, I got them back in the Champions League no what I'm getting is you can't play in the Champions League <laughs> you're <laughs> dreadful in the Champions League yeah yeah. Getting Celtic into the Champions League <laughs> at a time when Rangers not, were... <laughs> not, not he, also, he also said, at the moment, I'm living a dream, although dreams always come to an end at some point. Oh, that's oh, for sure. And Stop you move it. on to another dream. Yeah. Wait, leave the dream and enter Jim's nightmare instead. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my dreams and into my car. <laughs> Brendan had a dream. He did. <laughs> he certainly did. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of The Shredder. Oh, hello. Oh, that. Sorry, guys. There we go. There we are. There it is. There it is. The second ever Football Ramble Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. Thank you very much for all your correspondence. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've been Marcus Speller and he's been Luke Moore. See you later. He's been Jim Campbell. I have. And he's been Pete Donaldson. Shall we ceremoniously put all the emails into the shredder? <laughs> Give me yours, Marcus. <laughs> run out hey everyone check this out endless don't even need paper mm. Peter <laughs> Shilton follows me on Twitter on the half shell, they're the heroes for In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave is high, with muggings mysterious All police and detectives are furious Cause they can't find the source Of this lethally evil force This is serious, so give me a quarter I was a witness, get me a reporter Call April O'Neil And on this case, hey, you better hurry up There's no time to waste We need help, like quick, on the double Have pity on the city, man, it's in trouble